Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. Hey, all right, let's kick this off, folks. I recently just had a conversation with a colleague. He was asking me about you know, a current negotiation that he was in with his current client, who's basically looking to lower his rates. Okay, they started off at one place, they've worked together a couple jobs, and now they want to lower. All right. And this is not as uncommon as you might think. Okay, it seems like at the very least, maybe the client should respect the current rate that they've established. But, you know, from what I've heard from a number of colleagues over the years, as well as what I've encountered myself on occasion, not all the time, uh, but sometimes is a client will try and trim the fat where they can, and usually hide behind the excuse of maybe, let's say, a bad quarter, a bad economy, or more conveniently and recently, a global pandemic, okay? So clients are never afraid to point fingers at someone else for why their rates are dropping. It makes the negotiation, I would say, more digestible to the photographers. And I find a lot of creatives lack the confidence in situations like these because we are simply afraid to walk away. After all, a lost client is a loss in revenue. It impacts our bottom line. But the question I want to pose today is, should we always be afraid to walk away? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Entrepreneurs. We are getting oh so close to episode 100. Thank you for your likes, your downloads, your reviews. Keep them coming. Also, keep your questions coming too. It's great when people send them in. You can uh, DM us on Instagram at EntrepreneursPod or go to our site, EntrepreneursPod.com and leave your voicemail question there to be featured on the show. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Okay. As I mentioned, my colleague's client is looking to lower his rate. And he was asking me what he should do about it. And my, in my response, I simply ignored any type of strategic advice. I didn't want to break down tactics on how to trap this client into a corner, get them talking out of both sides of their mouths, you know, try to get them to contradict themselves or anything like that. In, in fact, that's really never my strategy anyways. Okay. I kind of hate those courtroom tactics, even if they might work from time to time. I just kind of feel like a win-win scenario is usually the best strategy moving forward for negotiations. But that being said, I didn't feel like he needed all these tactics. I just felt he needed some affirmation that his price was in fact fair and that maybe he should hold his ground based on the merits that you know his skills, his services, his deliverables met, if not exceeded, the cost his client paid. 
And so we talked a little bit. We had this conversation. And at the end of our conversation, I just said, you know, it sounds kind of like they need you more than you need them. So here's what I would say. Here's how I would phrase it. I would tell them, I'm happy to honor the contract that we agreed to initially. If you'd like to lower the rates, I can provide you another reference that might be more in line with your budget. That was basically it. Okay, there was not a whole lot to it. And as simple as those words were, it was effectively the best advice I could have given him. You know, he knew in his head and in his heart that he was in the right. Okay, there's a big difference when you're trying to sneak something past someone and try to take them for all they're worth versus just standing your ground on what you believe to be fair. And he just needed someone in his corner to have his back in order for him to respond to that client with confidence, knowing that he may very well lose that job entirely. Now, the points I wanted to make to him in this brief conversation about not fearing the loss of this client were really numerous, far greater than I could articulate in just a brief phone call or an email. So I figured I'd list a handful of the potential benefits of walking away from clients who have vastly different values than you. All right, so let's get to it, okay? Benefit number one is that you get to build greater authority, greater freedom, and greater sovereignty in your business, all right? So controlling what you say yes and no to is one of the more empowering facets of being a freelancer. Oftentimes, you don't have a choice, okay? When you have a boss, think of it this way. You are a yes man by default, right? Sorry, yes person, okay? The point is there's no real democracy there, okay? There is a clear pecking order. Now, maybe your voice is heard on occasion. It's a great position to be in if you have that job, but I'm willing to bet that it's not valued in the same light as the person who is calling the shots or cutting the checks, right? It's certainly never prioritized. Now, as a freelancer, one of the benefits is the work relationship can present you with opportunities for your voice to be heard and valued just a little bit more. If you wanted to double your rates, presuming you have the demand to do so, you have the authority to do so. You are setting your brand equity, not having it set by someone else. There's a clear distinction there. And if you walk away from a client trying to cut your rate by 15%, You are taking that first step in building authority in your space. You are setting your brand equity. You are taking ownership of your business. Now, the second benefit of walking away is the simple opportunity cost of time and energy. All right. Those are two things that we often lack as professionals, hell, as human beings. Okay. There's never enough time to do all the things that we want. And when we try, we simply deplete our energy levels to tackle them effectively. But by cutting out clients who do not respect our value for whatever reason, it could be our price, it could be our creativity, it could be our voice, we inherently manufacture more time, more energy, and ultimately more opportunities to divert our focus towards less fulfilled areas of our business and life. You know, I get to tackle personal projects, I get to market to new leads, I get to do this podcast because I turn down jobs that take up way too much of my bandwidth and do not reward me with enough income. That is my base threshold, all right? I might like the job okay, But if you're taking up five hours out of my day, three times a week for what amounts to maybe, let's say, a few hundred bucks, you know, I'm turning that down to find greater ROI somewhere else. I'd rather spend that time studying how to edit videos more effectively. The third benefit of walking away from a client is the ability to gain clarity of thought and even better, peace of mind. Okay, it's a refresh button. All right. There aren't many better feelings, in my opinion, than leaving a relationship that has progressed to toxic levels. You know, I don't care if it's the gaslighting boss that you've had to deal with for the past four years, or maybe the overjealous boyfriend or girlfriend that you dated in college, whatever the situation is, when you leave that relationship, there is a tremendous sense of relief. Hell, it could be something as simple as selling the broken down car that you've been driving for the past few years, right? Part of you is so refreshed by the clean slate. Now, I'm not suggesting that every client that you walk away from is because of toxic reasons. Sometimes 
it's a very amicable business decision that benefits both sides. Either way, when a client occupies so much space in your head to the point of it filling you with anxiety, I would say walking away can have a profoundly positive impact on your stress levels. Sure, if the money is good, you're caught between a rock and a hard place, which is not an easy thing to reconcile. All I can say is at least take into account your mental health and whether that paycheck is ultimately worth compromising your personal life for. All right, the last one I want to talk about, the last benefit of being unafraid to walk away from a client, and this is quite possibly the most important one of all, at least it is to me, is that it can lift you out of a scarcity thinking mindset into an abundance thinking mindset, okay? As well as it can lift you out of a reactive personality in, into a proactive personality, all right? So let's talk about scarcity mindset first. Scarcity thinking looks at the world as a place with very few opportunities, okay? It's very defensive oriented. You're afraid to rock the boat because this is the only job in the world that I am qualified to get. I'll never get another job. I'll never land another client. I can never upgrade my car or go on vacation with my family because the economy will simply never let me. This is scarcity thinking. You can also call it scared thinking. And it's really only going to get you so far. If you believe these things wholeheartedly, it's going to be very hard to move up. It's going to be very hard to gain richness in your professional life. You'll never really know what's on the other side. You're basically pigeonholing yourself. You're telling yourself to stay in your own lane. And I do not adhere to those thoughts, okay? I don't think it's healthy, but more importantly, I don't think it's effective. After all, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will either. But if you stand by your belief systems and you only work for clients that respect your core values, i.e. your pricing, your terms, your creative opinions, things of that nature, I think it will help develop a confidence that you can find more work. And the reason why I say that is because you will simply get more opportunities to see if that's the case, right? If you stick with one client in fear of your inability to gain any other clients, well, then that is just going to play out as a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will be spot on accurate with that fear. But if you said, all right, it seems like I'm pretty far off in agreement here with this client, I'll cordially walk away. Uh, you will naturally find new opportunities that you didn't know existed. You are creating an abundance mindset. You're creating more opportunities. Furthermore, by sheer necessity, when you walk away from a client, you will feel some sense of urgency to replace that client, okay? It's gonna force you to be proactive, not just in your marketing, but your portfolio building, in your approach to life in general, okay? That level of anxiety, I actually think, is a healthier form of anxiety, okay? I know it's hard to feel 100% confident in your situation if you walk away from a five-figure client, but I think there's also a level of excitement to it as well. And one of the things I talk about on this show a lot is setting yourself up financially well, at least strategically well, so that you can attack these situations with a little bit more confidence and a little bit more fearlessness. So to wrap up, we as creatives, in my opinion, should hold our clients to a higher defined set of standards, whatever that means to you. And if that threshold is not met, then we should feel empowered to walk away. Now, of course, each person's set of standards are going to be naturally different. Some people have a very high threshold for employee abuse, right? And therefore, they are content to ride it out. Uh, some people are not in the game for money. They just want an excuse to get out of the house and do something. So they're going to acquiesce to whatever price cut comes down the pike to each their own. But if you view your work from a lens of personal and professional growth, as opposed to viewing it solely from a lens of fear, uh, I believe you can develop your business and your life in very constructive ways. So just think of it from this perspective. If you are low on time, energy, uh, authority, peace of mind, uh, abundance thinking, proactive habits, confidence even, those are all things that you can manufacture more of. These are the silver linings 
that can happen when making a hard choice like leaving a client. Now, it's not always going to be easy, and it may not always be the right choice either. Sometimes it is better to write it out until you get more clarity on your next move. I just don't want you to be crippled by the fear of losing a client. Sometimes fortune favors the bold. All right, so that is going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Please like, subscribe, review the show on your favorite platform. You know what to do. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you guys next week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.